Welcome to another episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and today I've got Brandon Averill along with Fred Clare back on the mic and uh, episode 43, Fred. So we are moving along. Uh, it's been nine, ten months or so on the podcast. Uh, really appreciate all the listeners here on Life in the Front Office. We've uh, certainly continued to grow and really looking forward to having Brandon on today to talk a little bit about what he does with Athlete Wealth Management. Fred will kind of get into um, how he got to know Brandon and, and the background story there. Um, Brandon's got a lot of uh, in-depth knowledge within the baseball industry and, and the financial industry and has a, a unique path in which uh, we can all learn from and I'm excited to uh, to bring him on today to the podcast. So Brandon, welcome and, and Fred, why don't you kick it off? Well, I... Uh... Uh, happy to do so, Jake. And Brandon, good to have you with us. And I've had the opportunity to know Brandon over the last uh, eight or 10 years and um, actually uh, working out of the same office building. We're not affiliated uh, in the company itself, but have a chance to meet Brandon and get to know his company, Athletes Wealth Management. And um, I thought uh, Brandon would be a, uh, a great resource for us uh, in terms of helping young people, because we'll have Brandon get into his background, but here's a young man who loved the game, was a player, uh, went to college, uh, was drafted, uh, but also at the same time was preparing himself and looking forward to the future in terms of how he was going to stay involved in uh, the game, and that's uh, exactly what he's done. So, Brandon, tell us... Um, a little bit about the background of your company based in Pasadena, and I guess with offices also in the Arizona and Orange County of Athletes Wealth Management. Sure, Fred. Now, I thank you guys, uh, Jake, as well for, for having me on today. Um, yeah, so kind of background of the company, we uh, founded the company about 10 years ago. Um, so my brother and I are, are kind of the founding partners. We have a third partner as well, Robert McConchie. Um, and really, you know, I guess to put it in a nutshell where we came from, as you mentioned, Fred, with a playing background, uh, you know, we got into this business really to change the culture of how and why athletes use their wealth. That was that was our original mission. Um, and the reason we got into this business was, you know, I had played in college at UCLA. Brother Eric had played at Arizona State and kind of through those both those experiences, we had the opportunities to play with, you know, some real really great players, some guys that had the opportunity to play in the big leagues, earn some money. Um, we also both had kind of short pro careers as well. Um, but in those experiences just saw what, uh, what clearly is, had become an epidemic of athletes just not, not doing great things with their money. And so we developed a passion for, for helping those players. Um, and I can get into kind of the nitty gritty of it, but, uh, but we've been really fortunate in that we've been able to build a model that we think serves the athlete really well. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of just built relationships over the years that have allowed us to be successful. Brandon, I think one of the uh, key uh, ingredients that you have, um, you and Eric, your brother's the founder of the company, and you, just, you say with a baseball experience that, uh, you, you truly have a uh, feel and an understanding for that high school or college player or any uh, uh, professional player or college player uh, advancing up the ladder. 
And it's not as if just a former player has uh, all of the necessary tools. But I think what's really important is that you and Eric, from an educational standpoint, uh, establish your value to be prepared. Uh, and talk a little bit about the educational background for those young people listening who say, you know, I'm, I'm in accounting, I like finance, I love sports. Uh, how do I prepare myself uh, for this position? Sure. Yeah, no, I think you, you hit uh, the nail on the head there, Fred, and kind of this, the special sauce, at least that we believe it is, and that, you know, there's a lot of uh, former athletes to get into our business because, you know, the financial business, it's a competitive business. Um, you know, it's an area that, you know, if you're willing to put some hard work in and compete, generally you can, you can start off being pretty successful. But to us, we didn't just want to be former athletes in the financial space. We knew that if we were really going to make an impact, uh, we had to be at the top of our game from a financial expertise standpoint. So, uh, when we decided to get in the business, A, we, we picked the model we felt was the best, which is uh, the multifamily office model, meaning that, you know, we can give advice all the way from, you know, taxes, tax planning, certainly investments, but all the way through estate planning and uh, insurance as well. So really the whole gamut of, of services that a, that a professional athlete would need. And then, you know, early on, we, we dedicated ourselves to getting the certi uh, certified financial planning, so the CFP designation. Uh, to us, really, that's just table stakes. I mean, that's something that uh, if you really want to be in this business, uh, in our opinion, you've, you've really got to get that designation at a minimum. And then we didn't stop there. So uh, we both hold designations called the Certified Private Wealth Advisor a designation, which is really um, a designation that gives you the education to deal with clients that are have net worths of five million or greater, um, and with you know the earnings that professional athletes have throughout their careers, it certainly vaults them into that category. So uh, that's Eric and I personally on kind of the general advice side, and then we really built on our team with you know expert CPAs to handle the tax side and accounting side, we, we built out our team with CFAs, so charter financial analysts, which, you know, in the investment field, that is the, the absolute cream of the crop and one of the most difficult designations to get in all fields. So, uh, you know, oftentimes when we're sitting down with families, uh, it's great that we understand the lives of the, of the player, when to call, when not to call what it's like to go over four with four punch outs, you know, what it's like to hit a game winning home run. Uh, all that stuff's great because we can relate on a level, but at the end of the day, you're hiring financial experts. So I'd say anybody that has a real passion for that financial expertise and can marry that with, with a playing background or even just sports in general and tie into a team that maybe has some, some playing background, um, I think to be successful in sports, that's really what it takes. Brandon, I think there's a, a point that we need to make clear because probably some young people listening or when they hear about your role uh, may get confused as to whether your quote, you, your company are, are uh, consists of player agents, which right. you don't and, and, and point out the, the differences and the regulations 
that separate yeah. the financial advisor from the agent. Because, you know, there, there are a lot of young people say, oh, gee, I'd like to represent players. I want to be a player agent. And they think, I think, in terms of doing just that, negotiating the contract, which is um, really a very l- limited part and role in the overall picture. Sure. Uh, so their role as compared to what you and your company do. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, there's often common confusion there. So to, I guess to split those out. So from an agent standpoint, uh, your really primary responsibility is negotiating with the team. And so you're going to represent the player in negotiate contract negotiations with the team. You're also going to represent the player in contract negotiations with endorsement companies. So um, whether they're apparel companies, card companies, equipment companies, etc., cetera, uh, that's really kind of the agent world. And of course they do other services as well. Um, on the financial side, you're correct. We don't handle any of the agent, uh, responsibilities. That being said, we do work very closely with, uh, a number of agents or the, you know, our clients, uh, they're the agents that represent them. And we do so in the way of, um, you know, most often structuring contracts. So an agent will negotiate the, the total dollar amount. Let's say he negotiates a, a six-year, $140 million contract. So they'll negotiate that top-level amount. We'll come in and say, okay, well, based upon that, you know, here's an ideal structure from a tax perspective. And so we, uh, we come alongside them and try to produce the best outcome for, for our clients. And I think... Um, you know, the other distinction is the, the agent, you know, really their work comes during a player's playing career. Um, and you know, when the playing career is over, sure, they stay in their lives or many of the good agents stay in those players' lives, but more just from a, a friendship perspective. Um, whereas we have the opportunity, which Eric and I and our team really love is that, you know, when we bring a client on, I mean, it's, it's for life. So, uh, we really get to see an impact not only in their playing days, but in their retirement years, um, you know, and then beyond that as well. Brandon, the, uh, that's, a, that's a very important distinction. And as part of that, you need to, as I see it, and, and you uh, and your company have done, you have to build the trust, indeed the credibility between yourself and the agents, because I have enough background to know that early on, the agents were skeptical of letting anybody in the door to talk to their player (laughs) about the financial part of it. And there were some absolute disasters. I mean, there are books filled with stories of disasters because the right people didn't get introduced to the athlete to give them the guidance. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, you understand it from the agent perspective. Um, It's a very, very competitive landscape. Anybody that's considering getting into the agent business, um, highly encourage you to spend a lot of time talking to agents and and what their experience is, because it's a very, very difficult business. Um, And so they're, they're protective and and rightfully so. So uh, from you know, it took us a long time to build the credibility and, and we work with, I think at last count, man, 20 different agencies, our clients are represented by 20 different agencies. And to pull that off is, is a difficult thing because to get them to all trust you in an industry, like I said, that is worried about, 
you know, different people in their lives, potentially flipping them to different agents. Um, yeah, it takes quite a bit of trust and time and uh, really just continuing to show up and doing what you say you're going to do and, and trying to, you know, make decisions for your clients and, and not violate the trust of the agents. It's a, yeah, they're, they're very important to all the way around. This whole ecosystem needs to kind of work in harmony. Well, that, that's an important ingredient because the agents, indeed, clearly are competing against one another. <laughs> so you're representing are, yeah. different agents, and those agents are battling one another on almost every front. So they have to trust you, uh, or, uh, or, or you, you can't uh, run the company and be as productive as you've been. Yeah, that that's true. And, you know, I think the thing that, that plays well is if you can continually just provide good work for your clients. I mean, at the end of the day, these agents want their clients to be taken care of. Um, and so if you're able to go in there and do that, then, you know, it definitely helps to build that trust. And we found, you know, the, the agents that represent our clients to be really good people that, that want to make good positive impacts in, in their clients' lives. So, it, it's happened to work pretty well. Well, uh, Brandon, I, I, I would only say uh, for anyone uh, listening and totally uh, non-solicited and with no connection uh, to you other than being a friend that um, players who are interested in the, the very best of uh, financial uh, representation from my viewpoint and from my experience, uh, I, I think they would be well served to, uh, to consider your company and Let's bring Jake in, who's got a great background in baseball, as you know. And Jake and I uh, met. Uh, Jake can tell the story uh, when he was uh, at the University of Redlands as a pitcher. And Brandon, you may not know this, but the thing, one of the things I remember about Jake when you talk about first impressions, he came to the office in Pasadena, where you and I are in different offices, and again, not connected. And he brought two cups of Starbucks. And I thought, this hmm. young man is trying to make an impression, and indeed he did, and uh, Jake, we've had quite a journey. Absolutely, Fred. I mean, it's been, uh, uh, it's been quite a few years. I think seven, eight, we're, 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 uh, we're getting up there, and, um, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the Starbucks, because uh, I think out in California, there might be one on, uh, I don't know, every other block, and so I, I was, as I was driving, you know, the hour and a half from, from Redlands, I I saw quite a few Starbucks and figured, you know, by the time I passed the third one, it's like, ah, I got to stop for this. So, uh, Fred, uh, hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that. But, um, you know, Brandon, as, as I'm listening to, to you and Fred talk about kind of, you know, what you're doing right now, I, I think one of the things one would ask is, all right, you're, you're sitting in a, in a dugout or you're sitting in a locker room in professional baseball did it ever come to realize, you know, for you from a fruition standpoint that you were going to do this right out of the gate? Did you do something to uh, start, start to prepare yourself early while you were playing? Or did you do a couple different things before you and your brother founded this company? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to give credit to, uh, to the little brother, Eric, on this one. <laughs> um, so, which, uh, anybody knows that's that's a tough thing to do in public but uh you know he he uh really developed a passion for this field so when i got done with my playing career i went into corporate banking um and really that's kind of where i got my my first finance education so invaluable experience for me uh but it was 
probably four or five years uh, after, uh, you know, I had gone into the corporate finance world that Eric's playing career came to an end. And he had uh, an opportunity while he was rehabbing from Tommy John surgery to intern with a gentleman at Morgan Stanley. Uh, it was Smith Barney at the time. Um, and really just fell in love with the idea of helping athletes and uh, with their finances. And at that same time, uh, he just was that, that bug in my ear. Hey, let's come, let's go build this thing together. Uh, and it just happened to be that, you know, a couple of my, my roommates from UCLA were, were getting to the big leagues. Um, you know, friends I played with throughout the minor leagues were getting to the big leagues. And one thing became really evident and that was, you know, most of these guys, you know, we hear all these stories, athletes going broke and, um, you know, all these different things. And, and the reality is, is that it's very rarely the sensationalized guy in the club that's just blowing his money. It's, it's really often a guy that, um, you know, has an advisor, but just didn't have the skills or the knowledge to pick the qualified advisor. Because one thing you'll learn is that all these guys have uh, financial advisors, all these families um, but yet the numbers are the numbers. They were still not having good outcomes. And so uh, what it really boiled down to uh, for us was, number one, they didn't have anybody they felt comfortable going to uh, for advice. And then two, uh, they just didn't know how to pick qualified advisors. So that was Eric's sales pitch to me. Um, he lured me away. And like I said, I was about 10 years ago. Uh, we spent a, a short period of time uh in what we call the wirehouse, so at Morgan Stanley, and really figured out quickly that uh, that while that's a good model for the majority of, of Americans, uh, for those with complex uh, complex needs such as professional athletes, that multifamily office model is really the really the key. And so we we split from there and ended up founding the company uh, as it's currently is uh, under that multifamily office model. No, that's awesome. And, and I will, I, I do need to point out that uh, all three of us on, on this uh, episode are authors. And so wanted <laughs> to uh, now, now Fred's Fred's I'm sure and probably has outsold both of ours. I would have to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but uh, tell us a little bit about your book and kind of how you got started on that. Yeah. So we, uh, again, kind of early in the business, we're really fortunate in that we, you know, spent a lot of time around uh, the draft process and um, just really, you know, figured out that, hey, Eric, you know, I went through the draft as Eric puts it, you know, and our family didn't really know anything about the draft at that point. Uh, and then when Eric went through it, it was like, okay, we knew a little bit more. And, and then after we both went through it, it was like, holy cow, we didn't know what we didn't know. Uh, and so what we decided was, Hey, let's disseminate this information. And, uh, the best way we thought at that time was to go ahead and write us a, a small little book on the draft and just try to educate, give people the tools. How is the signing bonus paid? You know, how is it taxed? Uh, is there anything that we can do about that? Is it negotiable? Can it be paid differently than when the team just calls and says, Hey, you know, congratulations, we're going to offer you a million dollars. You're going to get 500000 this year, 500000 next year. Um, and the reality is all of that is negotiable, and, and that's rarely the best way to do it. So just really education from that standpoint and, and what to expect from the process. So that's, that's what the book's about, um, and we've, you know, been able to give it to really the last 10 draft classes, and, and we get great feedback all the time, and, and we're happy that it's out there educating people. 
That's awesome. And, and so, is as it, is it available online? What what is the title and where is it available? Yeah, so it is available on Amazon. Uh, it's called Paid, um, and you can purchase it there. Or, you know, I'm sure uh, Jake and, and Fred, you'll give people some way to get a hold of me uh, through this. But feel free to reach out, and we get you a copy as well. Good. That's awesome. Now, now, Brandon, as you're, uh, we were talking before the podcast, you're. You're doing a little scouting, um, so clearly you're not behind the behind the desk and the computer all day long. Uh, what's the typical day like uh, for for Brandon in the office? Oof, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know that there's a typical day, so I spend a lot of time on on the road. Um, you know, my wife and I argue about how many nights it is, but I think it hovers somewhere around 100 nights a year. Where you wow. know I'm away away from the house, so. Uh, we're on the road a lot, you know, it's, it's great. Technology is amazing now that, you know, we've pretty much gotten office anywhere. I'm sitting in Chase ballpark right now, uh, in Arizona and fully functional from a, from a work standpoint. And we have a great support team in the office as well. Uh, you know, that take care of some things. So, um, a typical day, I mean, it's, it's a lot of communication with our clients, a lot of texting, a lot of, you know, phone calls, some FaceTime, believe it or not. Um, so just really kind of that consultative uh, relationship with a lot of our clients. And then, um, you know, we've got investment committee every week and, and um, a lot of tax planning conversations with our CPAs. Uh, so I wish it was a, there was a typical day, but, uh, but you know, it's also what keeps it exciting is that, you know, we're not a suit and tie shop that, you know, is, is staring at 14 monitors and thinking we could trade the market. It's it's a little <laughs> bit different than that. Well, Fred, 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 Fred can attest to, about... to every, every day being different, right, Fred? <laughs> yeah. Brandon, talk about some of the um, services because it's far more than just financial planning or under that heading uh, comes uh, housing, comes automobiles, comes sure. babysitters, comes travel, comes everything in everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in this in the simplest way, when we explain it to to potential clients, um, you know, we relate it to their agent world. So, agents ain't anything really to a player that uh, that's going to happen around the baseball, uh, you know, baseball business an agent's going to deal with and anything that money touches is something that our team is going to deal with. And that's quite a bit. So you hit on some of it. I mean, from a core standpoint, we do a tremendous amount of tax planning. So uh, our clients are most, most of them are in the highest tax bracket. So everything we do is from a tax lens, which is immediately kind of sets us apart from the, you know, the majority of financial advice that's out there. Um, and then, you know, it's the investment management, it's insurance, making sure they're protected, coordinating all of that, uh, in a variety of ways, estate planning. So if something unfortunate was to happen to one of our clients, what happens to their wealth? Uh, how do we transition wealth, uh, to make sure that we're avoid avoiding as much tax as possible? Um, but then all the ancillary stuff comes. So, you know, if they're going to purchase a car, we're going to be involved. If they're going to purchase a house, uh, we're going to be involved on a mortgage. We're going to be involved with the realtor, um, you know, all the way down to, you mentioned the, uh, the nannies. We make sure that they're set up on payroll. They're properly insured. Background checks are made. Um, so there's, there's quite a bit that goes into it all the way down to, you know, I, we 
have uh, engagement ring conversations all the time. <laughs> uh, how how much to spend on one, um, and then you know the some of the fun services that a lot of people don't know about is, you know, some of these of our clients that sign the hundred million dollar contracts, and they're raising children. How do you raise children that aren't uh, that are raised in an environment that? you know, they still respect money. They still respect the people around them. How do you pass your values on to, to your kids? Um, so we do a lot of ed- education through that, which is, which is a whole lot of fun. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. We develop extremely close relationships with the majority of our clients. I mean, I think I'll go to uh, 10 or 12 weddings this off season. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun to be in this business. Now, now, Brandon, with uh, all that you've learned over the last 10 years, what's maybe something that you can look back at right now prior to having started this and go, wow, this is like this was something I would have never thought of. Or this is the, you know, the greatest lesson I've learned from from uh, one, getting to work with your brother, well, which <laughs> we don't know what that's that's going to come from, come with. But uh, two, you yeah. know, being, you know, starting something from the ground up too. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one thing that uh, that we probably took for granted for the first couple of years is is you can't do this alone. Um, and so, you know, for the first three years, anybody that gets to know Eric and I, we're very different people. Um, and I think that benefits us tremendously uh, in running a business. We have different skill sets. Uh, so we play off each other really well. But early on, we also didn't know how to work with each other. So uh, you know, we brought in outside help, a coach to help us kind of get through that period and really learn each other. Um, and along with our third partner as well. Um, and I can't tell you what a difference that made in our business. And so, you know, that's something that, you know, I wish we would have done from day one. Uh, it took us a couple years to figure it out, but, and then I think, you know, the other thing is we look fondly, we just had, uh, pretty big week. Uh, I guess it was last week with the, uh, with the MLB draft, we had our best draft in, in history. Um, and we landed a, a very large client as well. So it was a, it was kind of a week that also led to some reflection and, uh, you know, early on you, you bang your head against the wall a lot. It can, you know, go up and down. Um, there's a great book out right now called the messy middle. And I think anybody that, that builds a business, you go through, you know, peaks and troughs and you just have to realize, and I think it takes some, a coach or somebody outside of you to, to help you realize this, that, Hey, you just got to believe in the greater vision and push through those. Cause there are, there are really good times ahead. Now, does your coach differ from a mentor? Fred, Fred, Fred likes to talk a lot about mentors and, and Fred's been one for me, but is that coach different than a mentor? Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, I, I knowing Fred, like I do, I, I would much, uh, I would call you a coach, Fred. And that's because, you know, the distinction to me is somebody that's going to tell you the truth. Um, and a mentor is going to guide you in my opinion, at least this is, this is purely my opinion, but a, a mentor is going to guide you and kind of give you advice here and there. But a coach is, if anybody's, you know, stepped on a field of any kind, a coach is going to call you when you need to be called and, and tell you that, Hey, that's, that's not the way you see it. And this is how, how this needs to go. Um, and then also give you that pat on the butt when you need it. And, um, and so that's, to me, that's the distinction and why, you know, I think maybe the playing background, I search for coaches uh, and for people that can come in and speak truth and, and really help us to evolve. 
Fred, any any last uh, last words as we wrap Brandon, up the episode? Brandon, um, how what's your um, total number of uh, of clients? Uh, maybe if you would, or ballpark figures, pardon the pun, of uh, sure. major league and uh, minor league players. Sure. So we work with about a hundred, call it fifteen or twenty. Um, what we call our full service clients. So we're, you know, people that were families, we're doing everything for, um, of those about, you know, 70 plus have major league service time. So, you know, we've got a pretty good, a pretty good client base, great people. Um, you know, there's certainly the business aspect where we bring, bring clients on, but there's also just as much the, uh, the personal aspect. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where we sit today. Awesome. Well, we, you've given great insight into uh, a very interesting uh, aspect of uh, a business uh, combining uh, baseball and certainly the, uh, the financial uh, backgrounds that uh, you're, you have in your company. Uh, so we, uh, we appreciate your, uh, your time and uh, look forward to um, keeping track of all the good things that are happening with Athletes Wealth Management. Well, thank you, Fred. I really appreciate that. And Brandon, where can we uh, where can we follow you? Are you guys on social media as you, as you continue to grow your brand? Yeah, definitely. You're, you've got the wrong partner here. Eric's ahead <laughs> of that, but uh, I know you know our website, athletewealth.com. Um, you know our our kind of umbrella company is AWM Capital. Um, so I know we've got both those websites and then, uh, I think we have a, an Instagram at athlete wealth and a, and a Twitter as well, but you can find me or Eric, Brandon, April, Eric, April, uh, both on Twitter. Um, I know we we both have those profiles. Awesome. Well, thanks again for your time. Uh, really enjoyed having you on life in the front office and, uh, providing that unique perspective, uh, that, you know, not, it's probably one of the part of the industries that, that not a lot of people know about. So. We appreciate your time and uh, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for the work you guys do. This is definitely a value, value to everybody that listens, I'm sure.